really excited to be here, Joe. We're excited to have you here at Pick Dogs. This is your third day, and I think you've hit more winners than half our cappers um, have hit in the past year. No, I'm just kidding, but I think you've, you've hit a ton of winners so far for us. South Dakota last night and uh, Michigan State in the premium area, in the, pre, in the YouTube premium, and then uh, you also hit um, the other night on Houston Baptist. So off the board, off the chart, but certainly uh, they all pay the same. It's like the Super Bowl. How, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. Thank you. I was also excited to see we got the under on that uh, Dodgers Giants game last night. That was scaring me going into overtime. I was sweating that out and then I just had to go to bed. I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, baseball is kind of going to the back burner for me. I didn't have the best. uh, I didn't have the best night last night and uh, that's okay. You know, it's going to happen. I was, I caught the Charlotte game, but I got sucked in on North Carolina. I'm sure Bittler's going to have a good time with me on that one because I really gave him a hard time on, uh, on, on that stuff. So, but uh, let's see, make sure. Well, we did get the push on Wake Forest, so I was disappointed to see it push, but it was exactly 32 that they won by over Old Dominion. That's the story of it. But so the format of the show this this year and uh, going forward, it's, you know, it, we're always a work in progress, so we're always possible that we're going to change. And But the, so the format of the show this time around is that Joe and I are going to be kind of the co-hosts here, and uh, certainly I'm, you know, it's 100% co-host. I'm not, she's not here to serve softballs up to our cappers and anything like that. She's fully capable of making picks and having an opinion and comments. And she'll have plenty of those. She's not here to announce today's special, you know, value or anything like that. She's, uh, I think, you know, those of you that haven't seen Joe on our show yet, I think you guys are going to be, uh, she can absolutely bring it. So, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm having um, sort of these tech difficulties, but there we go. Okay, so anyways, we're going. The format of the show is we're going to bring in different cappers for the for the show um, as as things um, you know, and then go over different segments of the game. So this way, we're still going to have the banter. We're still going to give each other a hard time. We're still going to do all those things. But at the same time, I think we're going to be able to stay more focused on the picks, which is what our audience. Um, likes as well at least what we've heard over the past years is that they kind of want a good mix of that and i think we're going to be able to do that so um what we'll do is um you know we're just going to bring in one cap at a time this is new for me too so uh i expect it to go without a hitch but at the same time uh you never know so this is where we're at so we're going to bring in our first guest of the day and that's going to be Joe D'Amico. Joe, welcome to our show here on Pick Dogs. You've been on the drive-thru with us. You've never been on the morning show with us, though. So welcome to the morning show, and uh, we're, we're glad to have you. How's well, Mitch, everybody? I'm honored to be here, especially with your inaugural week of the show. You, one of my oldest friends in the world, let alone this business, my bash brother, Brian Bittler, my buddies, Ron and Rod, and I'm really honored to be here with Joe Madden's inaugural week with Pick Dogs, uh, the lovely and talented Ooh. Joe Madden. It's just, a, just a wonderful time of year, as you touched on earlier. College football is my favorite time of year, and Saturday is my favorite day of the week in college football. So I'm just doubly happy today. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Joe. So normally this time of year, I'm out in Vegas, right? I see you out in Vegas, and it's like the beginning of college football. And this is, this is really the, the second year 
now that I haven't been out in Vegas for the opening college football. I always get carried away. I stay all the way through the NFL you know, opening week and sometimes through the next week, too, depending on how the craps tables are treating me. So I know the restaurants are probably hurting without, you know, me picking up the, uh, you know, doing doing the damage that I do out there. I don't, I don't, it's, I think people are always surprised at how much I could actually eat, you know, for a guy my size, but, um, you know, how's the general tone in Vegas this year for football? I know that they have a, a big game tonight in Vegas, but, um, outside of that, like, how is the, uh, how, how is the general tone? Is it, is there people there? Is there excitement? Is there, what's up? Well, Mitch, after last year's very peculiar college and pro football campaigns, you know, it was touched by the by the health and medical issues. Um, a lot of people didn't know what to expect this year. Uh, and I do, I am I am very, very uh, close to a lot of people in the sports, sports betting and the casino industries. And I gotta tell you, even better than I had anticipated, the streets are packed. It's like a regular August, September in, in Vegas where we have millions of people on the streets. The casinos are full. When I tell you full, it takes a long, a long time to walk through any casino here in town, no matter what side of the strip. Um, and very honestly, the sports books are packed. And I got to tell you, I talked just yesterday with some good friends over at the Westgate, uh, talked about what lines have moved and who's moved them. And they had some of the biggest handles they had in opening college football week. And as you know, the first week of college football, some odd games. It's not like a full slate. We don't have a a lot of top 10 teams or ranked teams. But they had one of the biggest handles this week they've ever had going into an opening week of college football. So we're very excited. You mentioned there's a game tonight. We had a game last night. I believe it was Eastern Washington, UNLV. Had to skip that one. But we are going to BYU, Arizona tonight at Allegiant Stadium. And I got to tell you, the game is almost sold out. We're very excited to go there. Great place to see a game. But Vegas in general, the electricity is back, you know, that that only Vegas can provide. And I got to tell you, just the whole town is just going crazy. And I'm happy to be here. Uh, and it's just going to be a great college football and pro football season in a week. Yeah, I, I, I really miss it. I'm, you know, I, I, I've always had a place there and, uh, you know, I haven't had a place there for the last couple of years, but I plan on definitely getting one once things return back to normal. Joe Madden, Vegas, a place for you or, or, uh, um, well, let's see. I got married in Vegas, didn't know it stuck. So I don't know if Vegas is a place for me or not. <laughs> I I got remarried in Vegas um, okay. as well. My we did it for our ten year. Elvis uh, Elvis was there. It was uh, very exciting. Pin Cadillac, right. the whole nine yards. But um, you know, I I think that you know for me it's like I I just love Vegas in in football season especially. And you know the summer is a little hot for me, but you know usually I'm there a bunch, and I, I can't wait to get back in the swing of things. So, Joe, you're going to the game tonight. I am going to the game tonight. And when I first got the tickets, Mitch, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. I didn't know who I'd be betting because it was like a few months ago. And we all know we got to make our decisions the week of of the games. So uh, we went, instead of getting behind uh, on either either 50-yard line, we actually are a few rows, two rows, second row, behind the goalpost. Because I didn't know who I'd be rooting for. And I didn't want to be in the wrong section. And so I needed to be taken away and arrested and put in jail in the first week of college football. But yes, we are going to the game. We're very excited. Funny quip, um, my wife, who you know, and she'll be on so the show the uh, during the season, Dion D'Amico, the first lady of Las Vegas. She knows me about a month ago or two months ago when we purchased tickets to the game tonight. She knows me. She knows that I was going to be putting a bet on the game because you can't go to a game without putting a bet on it. And 
A few days ago, not come to the door, a package came. I said, what the heck did you order? She said, well, I didn't know what to wear tonight, so I purchased both a BYU and an Arizona jersey, so I know what to wear on the day of. So this morning she woke up, so she said, so what am I wearing tonight? So just a great quip. And, yeah, we're going to the game. Great place to see uh, an event. We saw four or five show events already at Allegiant. Guns N' Roses, Garth Brooks, WrestleMania, lots of fun stuff. But this will be the first real sporting event we, we're, we're attending. And I've got to tell you, great place to see a game. You can see from anywhere. Just very excited to go to our first football game at Allegiant. And in a few weeks, we have uh, the Ravens game. Then we get the Bears game there. It's just going to be a lot of fun. But tonight, BYU, Arizona. And if you want, I'll give you a free play on that one. But I do have a free play later for our guests who are listening. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you say Guns and Roses, all of a sudden I get sidetracked. Everyone that's ever seen any of my videos know that's that's my stuff. And, you know, it's like people are like, yeah, you just, you know, they see me, you know, pictures of me or whatever, relaxing in the hot tub. It's like, yeah, I got Guns and Roses cranked on 11, you know, <laughs> it's like all day and all night. But anyways, uh, you got to, you know, um, you know, we're going to move on with things, but you got a free pick for everybody, Joe, that you want to give out? I got Talk I got a quick you like. take a few seconds. I've been doing this for over four decades, as you know, Mitch, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why Arkansas is laying 19 and a half points to anyone above a Pop Warner level. The Razorbacks come off their best season in years, but don't get too excited. Three and seven was their best season in years last year. I get it. They played a tough conference. But quarterback Felipe Franks, guys, he's now wearing an Atlanta Falcons uniform, and he was a huge, huge part of this offense. Let's not forget the Owls are no pushovers. They, too, faced some tough opponents. Um, and a lot of people may not know this, Mitch, but they ranked 12th nationally on defense a season ago. They have quite a few big names returning on D. The team added a new offensive coordinator, Marquis Tuiasasopo. Yes, he's one of the Tuiasasopo clan. And reports are that the offense is going to be a bit more diverse this upcoming season. They don't have just one. They have two, two very good quarterbacks. And let's not forget, they've got a stud at wideout. Bradley Rosner, some something else, guys. See, phones are already ringing. Everybody wants the free play. Something else, guys. Uh, Arkansas is going to get caught looking here. Next week, they got Texas. Not an easy game. And I think the Owls are going to keep this game a lot closer than the 19 and a half points. And if you're hungry for a meal, let's feast on rice tonight because they're going to get us all paid. All right, Joe. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Any any anything else you got for us out the door on uh, picks or uh, you know anything I'll you got? You have yeah, a package sure. for sale today? You have a you selling? Actually, it? yes. Over at over at Pickbook. As a matter of fact, Mitch, on the entire board uh, from Thursday through Monday this week of college football, I found just one game I want to put on the premium side. I came out with my consensus play. A lot of the minds that I work with here as a sports betting, sports uh, line making uh, sources that I use, along with my analysts, we came up with one one game today. And it is a premium play on Pick Dogs, only 25 bucks. My consensus play, 25 and 7 run, only at Pick Dogs. I'm going to start off this season, Mitch, with a big win. Follow me. You're going to follow me to the bank. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. But I do intend on starting off the college football campaign with a win tonight. All right, Joe. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we appreciate it. Bringing the heat, bringing the energy. Joe D'Amico, always uh, the host of Las Vegas. So, I'm hoping I'm going to be out there with you soon. So uh, I love. I I love your Monday night football parties and the, the <laughs> Super Bowl parties, the Thank best you. parties in Vegas. 
Joe D'Amico. <laughs> I just want you to know you said you didn't have a place out here in a few years. I've got a couple extra rooms, and that's a reality show in the making. Oh, Me and that... you, we could start the show like the odd couple. It has, it has been have... it has been a few years since I've been arrested. Anyways, thanks, Joe. <laughs> have a good day, everybody. And Joe, good luck, and I can't wait to work with you more. Brian, Ron, Ron, love you guys. Good luck today. Have a winning day. Or we're back here with Joe. That was Joe D'Amico, and we're back here with Joe Madden. Uh, Joe, I just wanted to start it with Joe D'Amico. He's the host of Las Vegas, and just a lot of energy, obviously. But you know, we're going to bring in our, our, you know, our, our guys that have been with us all along. And you know, the format of the show is going to change. And those of you that are joining us a little bit late, we know it takes people a little bit of time to to get the notifications and everything. This is Joe Madden. I've been talking about having another capper here and a, a co-host on the show and changing up the format a little bit. We're still going to keep the banter. We still are going to argue with one another, but um, just a little bit different format. Keep everything dialed in and uh, and, and focused um, a little bit more on the picks and kind of giving the, the cappers a chance to take center stage so it's not the Mitch show all the time. But Joe, um, you know, you, you, you killed it last night again. Um, you know, we're looking at today's. Someone has, um, someone has their mic on in the back, and I can hear them. So you guys can mute your mics in the Wait. back. I don't think it's you, Joe. I think it's somebody in the green room. So I'm gonna guess it's one of the guys, but that's okay. Um, I can't fix it. But anyways, um, we'll find out soon enough. Anyways, Joe. You excited for today's action? I'm I'm so excited. We've got 58 games today. Like it's absolutely insane. When I started going over all the games, it's um it's a loaded card, and I'm excited for it. There's some really good ones on the board. Um, I can't wait to see how some of these teams show for their first game. What are you thinking, Mitch? Are you excited for it? Uh, it's I love college football Saturday, and with my Canes playing today, it's extra special. You know, we we get a game like Alabama just not too often. You know, these days we used to be always be the front and center uh, game. We're used to being on the big stage, but it's been quite a while since we've had one of these. A few years ago, we caught Notre Dame. You know, on a night game, we were on a nice run during the season. You know, the the, the national media hyped us up a little bigger than than where we should have been. And, uh, you know, we took out Notre Dame pretty good that night. But uh, it's been a while since we've been on this kind of stage. It's been a while since we've had a crack at Alabama, a school that we traditionally recruit against every single year. We're one and one all time against them. They slaughtered us. We slaughtered them. And uh, we're just hoping that we could stay competitive. We have a good quarterback. They have a new secondary. We have the best, you know, I'd say a top five wide receiving core. Um, You know, we'll probably talk more about this game as we go. But I can't, um, you know. I just love my canes. I know. I look at it. It's going to be a slugfest tonight. So may the best team win. And let it be Miami. But um, <laughs> so the <laughs> the way we're going to format the show is, um, you know, going forward is that we're going to just bring in a capper. They're going to go over a segment of the of the schedule, just like how we normally do on the games. And then um, what we'll do is what we'll do then is that they will. Um, They'll be, you know, they'll, they'll still get picks on other segments of the games. This is always a work in progress. This is, you know, something new for new for me. And of course, Joe is Joe is new with us as well. And we definitely want to get her opinion because she gave a lot of winners. We I heard um, some good nicknames, the Mojo. Um, you know, <laughs> get the Mojo. I like it. 
Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> Got to get the mojo going, and uh, that's what this, that's what. So people are really excited, and um, you know, as always, I you know I'll reinforce it, and I'll let it. I'll let our crowd know is that Joe's here to give picks, opinions, and you know, not not to sit here and serve softballs up, and you know, let the other guys do that on their other YouTube channels. That's that's not how we do things. She's there because she's really good at picking games, and we like winning money. And we're gonna, you know, we have a few new shows that Joe and I will be doing with different types of picks and different types of things that are common, not just to the hardcore betters that, but the things that we all do like, you know, football pools and survivor pools and stuff like that. So we're going to be doing that as well. Yeah. And we're, I think, and we happen to be in a lot of pools, so we have a chance to win a lot of money as well, but uh, hopefully win you guys some money. But anyways, we're going to bring in Rod Zawacki with us. And of course, uh, Rod, a regular, he's, as I missed him yesterday, I just felt like I was all sad. There was like a piece of me missing when Rod wasn't on the show yesterday. We played his voice, but we talked over him most of the time, put some words in his mouth and threw him under the bus when all was <laughs> said and done. That's what we do. But Rod, welcome. Morning. Morning. So Rod is on vacation. He never goes on vacation, but he is. We've seen Rod in the car. We've seen him out in his backyard burning a hat. We've seen him just about everywhere, but we rarely see Rod actually on a vacation. But here he is on vacation, so we have to have him work while he's on vacation. But it's college football. He's got his uh, Pick Dogs gear ready to go. So the Pick Dogs gear. I'm excited. I believe Sam, who sells the Pick Dogs gear, said that he's going to run it for 20% off. Um, so if you go to pickdogs.com, click on the gear icon, you can get the gear, like the hoodies that we wear and the hats and all the shirts and stuff. I've just been wearing this hoodie cause I had a really good August. I wore it in August. I had a really good August. I'm, I'm basically sleeping in the thing, but, uh, Rod, we got the early action. Um, do you want to go through your games? Or do you want me to list them all off here? How do you, how do you want to go about this? Up to you. I don't know. I got one, two, three, four. Five. I'm going to go through five in that early time slot that I like. Okay, and then Joe and I will also do so. Go, go a game, and, so and then, go a game, and then I'll go a game, and then Joe, um, or Joe, you can go a game. I'll go. I'm not usually last. So, Rod, let's get us started. Okay, we're going to get started. We're going to go with the, the Penn State and Wisconsin game here. Um, I like it. Penn State returns uh, six starters on defense, and they've added a bunch. They had three that transferred over. You had Arnold Ibuku from Temple, Derek. Tangle from Duke, Johnny Dixon from South Carolina. They're, those three guys are going to see a lot of playing time. They also are going to add uh, Jaquan Brisker uh, at, at safety. And you look at Penn State, they're also going to have a, a nice six rotating uh, corners rotating. They're going to have a solid D, uh, this Penn State team. And you look at the Badgers. Badgers are returning uh, all four linebackers on D as well. And they also added a big guy that uh, going to stand out to me. And I like Keanu. Benton, he's going to be on the defensive line, and he's just going to be a beast. Remember that name. You're going to hear him lots um, on this Wisconsin team. So for me in this first play, I, I, both teams, we always know uh, first game, first week of the season, defenses always come out and are a little better than the offense. So uh, I'm going to take the under in this first uh, Introducing State Wisconsin. I think we got a low-scoring defensive battle in this game. Give me the under. All right. So um... – Joe, any opinion on this game? Yeah, that under that 49 scares me. I'm not going to touch it, but I definitely could see it being um, a lower scoring game 100% all the way with this game. So um, that would be the best bet for me as well if I had to bet this game. You know, I, this is one of those games that, you know, last year we saw Penn State drop their first five games of the season. 
And James Franklin, hideous cover coach. I mean, really, one of the worst cover coaches in all of college football. When, but when the end of the season came around, Penn State was as hot as anyone. So it's just a matter of if that carries over into this game or not. And I think after last year's slow start, I would expect that it was a pretty rough camp for Penn State this year to be ready for this giant opener against Wisconsin, something that you know Penn State fans, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, as Miami fan, um, we we kind of um, you know we looked at these big games, and I think for Penn State they looked at these big games too. And of course, Mertz uh, last year for Wisconsin in his first game was absolutely fire as well. So I expect this to be a really really good close game. So uh, that's where I'm at with that one. Rod, what's your, what do you like next? Next one I like. We're going to go with uh, Army and Georgia State here. Um, Georgia State. Uh, definitely lost a bunch of a few guys. You know, look, they lost Jordan Stratches on defense, and he was league best, ten and a half sacks. Um, and then you let Georgia State's got a tough schedule coming up as well. And uh, I like Army. Army and that option uh, that they play on offense is definitely going to be tough to stop. And I think uh, they've got a bunch of people that are returning as well, and a bunch more rushers that uh, are in the back. That'll that'll be great. Fullbacks Jacoby Buchanan, Anthony Adkins. Cade Bernard, reason why this option attack is going to work great. I think we got big upset here. I'm going to take Army on the money line over uh, Georgia State in this week one game. Got nearly 500 people watching us here on Pick Dogs. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Be sure to smash that like button. And, uh, you know, this is uh, going to be bringing it hard. Joe, any opinion on this one? or? Uh... Yeah, Rod, I'm going against you on this one. I'm taking Georgia State minus two. Um, <laughs> I just look at this game, and I think they're going to be able to force those interceptions in this game. I'm looking at Army to try to drain the clock in the run game, but the minute that they get um, passing, Georgia's gonna take, Georgia State's going to take it away from them. I'm looking for a low-scoring game as well under that 66. Yeah, I think on this one it's going to be a little bit of a pass for me because I got to really see what these teams look like, you know, for for me. So I'll move on. Rod, what's your next game? The next one I like, I like, uh, I like a blowout here. I think we're going to see uh, how really good Oregon is. This Oregon team is is definitely going to be a the front runner in the Pac-12. Uh, they got a great shot. I think they end up in the top ten here. Um, good shot at uh, making the playoffs as well. Brown at QB. He's got a ton of experience behind Brown. You got C.J. Burdell. Tra- Travis Dye is also uh, a great running back. They also have a nice, solid o- offensive line on Oregon. Um, I think this is definitely they win the Pac-12. And uh, they got a good shot at making a playoff spot as well. Give me, give me this Oregon team. I love this Oregon team. I think I'm going to ride them quite a bit this year. I think they're going to be solid. Ducks are going to be quacking. Give me the Ducks. I'm a little concerned with this one. Not because of the Ducks' talent level, but I'm a little concerned because Oregon's got Ohio State next week. and Absolutely. So it's a little bit of a look-ahead spot. We saw Ohio State maybe looking a little bit ahead to the Oregon game. But, um, you know, I I don't know, Rod. I'm kind of I, – I got to say that I would be a little bit leery in this one because it can only go two ways. You know, it's like either Oregon's going to try and blow them out and, and you know, rest everybody and but I don't expect him to show too much Mario Cristobal is one of my guys right he's a former Miami player um you know so he he is one of my guys but the thing is is that is that uh 
you know, he's won a national championship as a player. He's won a national championship as assistant coach. He's won, you know, he's, he has a shot to win one now as a head coach. You know, the trifecta going for. Uh, I don't know if he risks that for Fresno. <laughs> I just don't know, if, you know. I'm not sure. Joe, what do you I'm, think? I'm with you, man. Three, you only need a three touchdown win. It's only yeah, a minus no. 20, right? So uh, I think they can get that easy. Yeah. No, I don't. I think I'm taking Fresno plus the points. Roger, going to hate me on this show. Going to go against everything. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> we can't always agree, right? We can't always agree no. with everything. Right? No, we, but we, I'm we, looking. We're going to heads on some yeah. things. Yeah, I think Fresno's going to come in with momentum after their 45 to 0 blowout win. I think everything you say about Oregon is 100%, but I'm with Mitch. This is a look ahead situation where they're going to the Ducks don't want to show everything. They got Ohio State on deck. Um I would take uh the Ducks for the first half if I was going to play the Ducks at all. I think they come out in that first half, they come out strong. They are an elite team. And they win that first half. I can't remember what the spread was on the first half. Um, but I'd be taking that, and then I'd look for Fresno to keep it tight in the second and just gain back some of that momentum. Got some people in the comments that, uh, well, I don't even really want to address it, to be honest with you, but I will say that uh, if you haven't, you know, I would say that the people that may, are one guy making these comments, you obviously haven't haven't seen Joe's picks. <laughs> so it's like that's all I got to say. Um you know, it's okay. He he can give me a give me a DM and I'll uh, straighten him out. It's okay. We you know we don't tolerate it here, and it's like uh, it's I don't we don't you know we don't talk politics. We don't you know discriminate on any basis whatsoever, and uh, we're not going to tolerate any you know talk that's off sports talk and you know man versus woman or any of that stuff. Hey, I, I don't care who, where the pick comes from, man. We roll the dice here. I got my magic eight ball here. We've looked, we flipped the lucky penny, whatever it takes, man. People say they bet against my picks and they win. Go for it, man. If that's how you're cashing cash, I do not care. I just want you to win, you know, and that's what it's all about. But Rod, what are we up to here? Uh, we're up to uh, the next one. Uh, now I think we got another upset here on our hands here at the Indiana uh Hoosiers bring back eight on offense nine on defense and you look those nine on defense four of those guys are probably gonna be backups in in, in spots that they're uh Indiana's that loaded on defense um Penix Jr he's ready to start after his uh second injury and we know Tuttle's in the back he's ready to go uh but this Hoosiers team they bring back way more players we we know uh what Tom Allen's got uh here coaching his team up and I'm going to take Indiana on the money line. Uh, I think they get an outright win here. Give me Indiana on the money line. Joe, that's got to be loaded. That's got to be some great plus money on that money line um, on Indiana. But no, I'm not going against you. I was going to say, but I'm going <laughs> like um, to take the over in this one. I think 46 is way too low. I look at both of these teams. Yes, they both can score and they can put up those points. Um, the only thing I am worried about is Iowa's secondary is so good. And so I really want Indiana to be able to get that ball driving down that field. And I think we're going to have a high scoring one in this. Yeah, I, you know. I think this is going to be a hell of a game, too. And I've been super critical of Tom Allen over the years, everyone knows, because I like ass-kicker coaches, and he's really not a good ass-kicker. He's a poor decision-maker on the field. I think he gets his team prepared for the games. I think he just makes some bad decisions on the field that 
really make the difference for his team winning and losing, and more importantly, me winning and losing, you know, and covering spreads because he plays a little bit conservative for my taste. And then when he gets outside of his conservative, it's always in a really weird spot that you would never do that kind of play. So always a little bit leery on the money line with him, but um, Penix is uh, Penix Jr. is sensational. And of course, but the thing, you know, the other thing that worries me a little bit about Indiana, I, I like them. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. And, um, but the only thing that you always have to be careful, careful with is a team that was so good in the turnover differential last year. Very, very hard to maintain something like that. I think Indiana plus 11, maybe last year, 11, 14, they were in that range, that double digit plus turnover range. So that's always one of the big factors that, you know, hard to control from year to year. But, you know, last, you know, last night we saw Duke, um, worst turnover team last year loses at Charlotte. So, you know, and we also saw, um, you know, Northwestern, you know, not, not a great turnover team either, you know, get blasted by Michigan State at home. Rod, what do you like next? The last one I like, I like uh, the under in the Kentucky and ULM game. Uh, new coach for ULM, Terry Bowden. He's going to have his hands full. Lots of new changes there. New offensive coordinator, Rich Rodriguez. Uh, that's a little bright spot there at QB. His uh, son, Brett Rodriguez, will uh, be the likely starter there for uh, ULM. So at least he'll uh, have a really good idea and know the, the offense uh, in and out um, with his dad being the coach there. But the Warhawks, they're going to have a tough season here. And you look at Kentucky, uh, Terry Wilson was the QB, but he transferred out. Um, but you got Young at QB, and I think he'll do good. Um, Kentucky's deep at the running back spot again. And with their solid offensive line, that'll help their running game out. And I, we know Kentucky, they just love to run, run, run. So uh, give me the under. It's up uh, 55 in spots I see. Give me the under, Kentucky, ULM. And we got a lower-scoring game in this one. Or a one-sided scoring game. Either way, we get the under. Give me the under. Awesome. How about how about you, Joe? Any thoughts here? Yeah, the only way I'd play this would be the under with both defenses. Um, it would definitely be the way to go. Otherwise, it's not really making my radar today. Yeah, I really hated ULM last year. They, they I, I went with them the, the first couple of games, and then I realized what I was up against, which was pretty much any team that they played. When they got blasted by UTEP, <laughs> I pretty much cried, and it was just like I just, you know, it was one of those games where you just like, how can I get sucked in again? I kind of probably felt like Brian Bittler does, you know, like game three of a Mets series against like a decent team, you know, when he's, when he's pounded them or the Orioles or the Tigers or the Pirates or uh, any of the other Bittler's greatest hits. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, Terry Bowden can flat out coach. And, you know, when he was at Auburn, he ran the table there, did not get the national championship because they were at a bowl band, you know, and, which means he's probably a pretty decent recruiter, right? When that, when that happens, he also had some other off the field issues there at Auburn where he got run, but you know, he's never really reemerged it back at the, at the highest levels. We've seen him coach here and there. And of course his father, I grew up watching him in the Bobby Bowden show. And that's the reason why I'm here, you know, it's because I grew up watching that stuff. So I'm interested to see what Terry Bowden does at ULM. As far as taking my wallet out in that game, Probably not going to happen, but uh, Rod, um, any games in other time slots that you want to just give a quick shout out here to? You good? Kind of, I'm good. All right. How? What do you got? Anything for <laughs> you, you selling any picks today? Yeah, for me, I've got uh, I got a nice five pack over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium. Uh, absolutely love these five plays. You can jump on over, uh, grab them up. Pick Dogs Premium three and three to start the year. Up money. Thank goodness for uh, Charlotte outright winners yesterday. That was a nice win. 
helped us uh, keep us ahead of the thing, ahead of the game. So we're three and three with nice plus money. Jump aboard. Love these five plays over at Big Five Premium today. All right. Thanks, Rod. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow, of course. But uh, we will go to uh, back with Joe. And so, Joe, uh, you know, through the early games here, you know, was there anything on the board that, uh, you know, through the uh, like the mid those early afternoon games, anything that, you know, we didn't go over that you're looking at? You know what, Mitch? I've got FedEx walking up to my door. Awesome. Give me two minutes. Awesome. So, no, I, I, give me I, one second. He's like, I know, I know for a fact that that's really good news. So let me let me just take over here and uh, more lights. <laughs> no, that is that's so um, we're getting Joe Madden set up with a nice you know camera and microphone and all those things, so you'll be we'll be able to see her um, a lot better. But you know, in in the meantime, everyone knows you know it's. College football Saturday, it's my favorite time of the week, uh, favorite day of the week during my favorite time of the year. You know, I grew up watching college football, and certainly, um, you know, what we do here at Pick Dogs, we have our weekly show, and, you know, Brian Rod, these are my guys. They're they're not going anywhere, but, you know, you change the format up. We've heard what you guys have had to say, so we're going to try different things, and um, I kind of like this, giving the guys their front, front and center, you know, at the same time, go, giving you guys a lot of picks, but at the same time, not, uh, you know, we don't have to agree with everybody all the time. And, you know, another person that agrees with me or doesn't agree with me, I, I think it just adds more to the show. We're going to have everybody on. I see, I'm reading the comments and Chris Ruffalo is in the comments and he'll be, you know, he'll be a regular guest on the show. This is our first time through doing this format. So I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to keep the same guys that we had. I brought in Joe D'Amico because ah, I don't care what anyone says, but I, lo- I love Joe. So we'll uh, bring it in. And uh, I see Joe is is back from the FedEx delivery. She re- I'm back. I got a box like this big, so. We'll see what's in it. It's like Christmas right now. Yeah, we have we're setting Joe up with a professional looking studio that she will be uh, you know, ready to rock it and she's um, you know, the future we don't we don't really have a um roadmap or a game plan. Um I always think, you know, my strategy has always been running, you know, sports chat place, pick dogs and, and my other sites that run in the past. But uh I think Rod's gotta mute his mic over there. But um, might have to kick him from the call. Yeah. We need to do. But anyways, um, let's see. Oh, I've got another FedEx. Hang on, I'll be right back. Great. So late. Let me let me cut away from you. Got a little bit of an issue here, but um, yeah. It's we got a problem. All right, we got it. It doesn't hang him up. All right. There we go. I was able to mute him in the back. Anyways, <laughs> of course, uh, it's college football Saturday. We went through the early games with uh, with Rod and... Uh, you know, we have uh, Ron Romanelli coming up next. And, of course, Ron uh, goes to University of Florida, and I believe he's going to the game tonight. So I'm interested to hear what he has to say, not just about his time slot of games as he was. Uh... Yeah, Joe, Joe's not 
not in the picture because her FedEx guy came. So we'll have her picks. She's she's staying with her, letting her get set um, and and do it. We're you know this is this is how we do things. We're not like the the hardcore you know production whatever. That's not what we're about. We're about delivering the picks and delivering the value to you guys each and every day. We're gonna bring Joe Madden back in. She's got her FedEx guy. Uh, this is this is how I live. You know, it's like the, you don't see like um, people that do video and audio and all these other things. It doesn't just happen by magic. You are on a first name basis with FedEx, UPS, the the postman, everybody on a constant basis. My wife is the popsicle lady. She gives them all popsicles and a bottle of water. You know, it's it's always warm here in Hawaii, and they always appreciate it. And, you know, they're. I, I definitely keep them super busy. We don't have like, you know, malls and department stores and Best Buy and all that stuff here. So I get everything by, by mail. But uh, anyways, Joe, welcome back. Going to go into. So on these early games uh, that we went over with Rod, there's one game on the board that Rod didn't go over that I like. And this was the game that was supposed to be on Thursday night. And it's Rutgers against Temple rescheduled for today. Temple, absolutely horrible last year. Rutgers returning 20 starters for this game. I didn't re-add it as a premium pick, but I really think Rutgers has a good team here, and I think they can absolutely steamroll Temple. I don't know if the delay is going to affect them or anything, but to me, probably I don't have it as a premium pick, but I still have a bet on it. Absolutely. What was the spread on this one? 15 points. It was originally uh, 14. It's moved up to okay. 15. I had it at 14, of course, on, on Thursday. And now it's, yeah. you know, now it's 15. And now has the total moved? Because I was looking at the over in this and I forgot to look at that before. 52. Yeah, I still like the over in this. I think we've got two teams that can really drive that ball down the field. Yeah, you know, I, we've had weather in that area. So, it's, you know, I've, I've lived in places where they've had weather. I remember the Hurricane Andrew game um, at Miami, the Miami-Florida State Hurricane Andrew game and, you know, what it does for a community just to have some kind of event where everyone can kind of get out of their power outage. You know, Brian will be with us later. He's got power outage issues still at his house as they, you know, try and rebuild in that Philadelphia and uh, uh, New Jersey area. But um, we'll bring in, let's see. The only other game I was looking at in the early um, time period was the first half over in the Western Michigan and Michigan game. Um, this is another uh, two teams that I'm not quite sold on their defenses, how they're going to come out to start this. And I'm looking for a high scoring start um, in this one. So it's the only other one in the morning. All right. Let's see. So we have Ron Romanelli joining us next. For some reason, I can't get the graphics to work, but that's okay. We know who everyone is. It's Ron, here with uh, Joe Madden, and of course, I'm Mitch. We're here every day at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also get our, um, a, if, you can't, if you can't watch the show, you can always get a podcast of the show, the, the audio version, over at Spotify, over at iTunes. You can get it at uh, Amazon, just any of the podcasting places that you get podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's called Picks from the Doghouse there, and you'll notice, you'll, re, you'll see our Pick Dogs logo. So, uh, anyways, Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing awesome. College football Saturday. Everyone knows I'm always sky high for that. Of course, always happy that Joe Madden has joined us and, uh, you know, just another person that can really pick games. So, 
we have you in the, this middle afternoon slot. You you were the default guy. We let you, we let Brian and Rod make their picks as to what time slot they wanted. So, Ron, uh, you know, I know that he can do anything, and we're doing. We've been doing some videos over at Sports Chat Chat as well. But, uh, Ron, uh, what are you looking at here? Yeah, they call me Ronnie Leftovers. I'm gonna take over the leftover <laughs> game. But um, the first one I'm looking at here is uh, the Syracuse and Ohio game. It's at seven o'clock tonight. You know, it's rare to see a, a MAC team only a one-point dog against an ACC, you know, Power Five school. But I think Ohio's got a great shot at winning this, winning this game. I'll just take them on the money line uh, just to get the better price. You know, Syracuse bad season last year, a lot of quarterback issues. Ever since Eric Dungy graduated, they've had issues at quarterback. I'm not even sure who's going to be the starting guy. It could be Tommy DeVito or maybe a transfer. But <clears throat> um, Ohio, you know, they got a lot of options on offense. I think they're better on both sides of the ball, and I think they're going to win this game at home. I just think this is a bad spot for the Orange. Joe, any thoughts yeah, on I, this one? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, we have an Ohio team that's excellent at running the ball, and Syracuse is terrible at stopping the run. So I completely think Ohio runs over them today. Yeah, last year we saw Syracuse play Clemson extremely tough, um, nearly take out the Tigers. But outside of that, it's been a very rough run for Dino Babers at Syracuse. Certainly not what we saw at Bowling Green, you know, where he was just an offensive genius. Um, you know, I think the, the seat is is beyond hot for uh, for for Babers. And uh, you know, look at the other side here, and Frank Solich, you know, just a machine at at Ohio. Of course, he was the guy that took over at Nebraska for Tom Osborne. They've had about eight coaches since they fired him. Uh, you know, I guess what was he like ten and two wasn't good enough for them. You know, it's like now they would kill for it. But uh, I'm, I'm I like Ohio here as well, Ron. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I think they got a great shot. But um, the second game I'm looking at here is at three thirty. It's between uh, Marshall and Navy, and uh, it may be a public play, but I'm going to take Marshall and lay the points. If you don't want to lay the points, you can take them on the money line. The price is still fine there. But the big thing of when you're playing when you playing triple option teams, you have to be able to stop the run. And that's exactly what Marshall did last year. They were the best in the conference USA against the ground games, opposing ground games. They had one of the best defenses in the country, uh, only allowing, I think, less than a touch, uh, two touchdowns per game last season. I think, you know, Marshall's offense, it's hit or miss, but I think that they put up enough points here and stop the run of Navy's uh, triple option and get a win on the road. So I'll take Marshall. I'll I'll take him on the money line just to win it outright. Joe, any thoughts here? No, this isn't one that was making my radar at all today. For me, you know, Navy, it's all it all comes down to the quarterback play, you know, and it's like you said, and I think Marshall is just one of those teams, a, a, a perennial bowl team. You know, they're a bowl team every single year. It's where they fit in the bowl in this grand scheme of things in the bowl, well, that always remains to be seen, but you know, they, they play much tougher than this, but Navy as well, you know, it's all about discipline, you know, for, for the defense in, in playing against that triple option. It's like, it's all about assignment football. It's a little bit different than, uh, you know, playing just a standard base defense here. It's like each, each uh, defender has an assigned player that they're supposed to cover. So I don't know. I think this one's going to be a good one. Probably, uh, probably going to, stay away as far as it's for, for me with my money. I just see other places that I like a little bit better, but uh, you know, 74% of the bets in this game coming in on Marshall, 62% of the, of the money at this point. What do we got next? 
And the next one I'm looking at is uh, 4 o'clock start time. We've got Central Michigan and Missouri. And I do think Mizzou has a, a lot improved team this season. I think they're going to be much better than they were last year in the SEC. But I do think this is a spot that the Chippewas catch a cover, getting two touchdowns here on the road. Um, Central Michigan has a really good offensive line. I think they're going to be able to run the ball with Lou Nichols in this one. Um, they got the tr quarterback transfer from Washington, uh, Sermons. I forgot his first name, but, you know, he's a solid option. Power five transfer quarterback for Central Michigan. I think they're going to be able to put points on the board and catch a cover. I see a 10-point win for Missouri, so I'll take the points with Central Michigan. Joe, any thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I was leaning the same way in this one. Looking at it, I'm liking Central Michigan to come in here, keep it tight. I'm not sure if they'll outright win this, but I think they'll keep it tight enough to cover in this game. You know, I'm going to have to go the other way here. And uh, I'm, I'm. you guys know when it comes to college football, I'm a sucker for a good head coach. And Eli Drinkowitz is really one of my favorites. You know, he yeah. used to coach, I believe, App State. He was a beast there with those defenses. And what we've seen from... Uh, well, we're going to get a call from the alarm company because someone just opened a door without uh, without uh, turning the alarm off in my house. Uh -oh. But uh, police will probably be here as well. Maybe we'll get them on the show. I know uh, another fans. So you know. So, but anyways, uh, Eli Drinkwood's really one of my one of my favorite head coaches. You know, and I thought when they hired him at Missouri, it was a really really good hire. And uh, you know, this is now year three. Last year, I think, is a throwout year. And what we've seen from Missouri as well, quietly producing NFL quarterbacks you know, as well. So I just think that Missouri just a little bit too much here for Central Michigan. They don't get a lot of credit in in the SEC where they play. They're kind of that under-the-radar team, but they've had a lot of success there. And, you know, I know that, you know, in the post-Gary Pinkle era at, at Missouri, you know, it's been a little bit down, but I expect Drinkowitz to reinforce it and for them to be a, a little uh, very physical team this year. Uh, what's next? Yeah, another uh, MAC versus SEC matchup I'm looking at. We've got Akron uh, going to Auburn. That game's at 7 o'clock. Now, I'm just going to take the SEC team in this one, lay the boatload of points. I see it at 37 right now. I still think there's value on Auburn at that price or at that spread just because I don't see Akron scoring more than a field goal or touchdown. I would be surprised to see them get to 10 points in this one. Auburn is just better at every position on the field. I think it's just going to be a dominant showing. It just depends, you know, how long is Auburn going to put their foot in the gas pedal? We saw Tennessee struggle a little bit in the first half against Bowling Green, um, but I do think Auburn's going to put together a four-quarter performance. I could see a, a 45 to 10 victory, and that's like a worst-case scenario. And you're still, I mean, that's that's the worst-case scenario. You're not covering by two points. I think Auburn gets in the 50s here, and I think Akron stays in the single digits, maybe even shut out in this one. So I'll take Auburn, lay the points. Joe. Yeah, I'm going to lay the whole points. I'm going to also lay the points in the first half. You can get the minus 31 that first half as well. Um, I'm loving Auburn in this. You know, to say that they're the more talented team is a complete understatement. Auburn is going to cream them today. Akron had absolutely terrible. Again, another understatement, 2020. So I'm looking for um, Auburn, the better program, the more talented players to just come out and steamroll today. I think, you know, I always look at Auburn teams that, you know, for some reason, they always seem to have the best unit of something. And I believe they have the best unit of linebackers that I that I see, on, at least on paper in the country. And uh, I believe they're going to be super tough. I'd be surprised, you know, if Akron uh, even even threatens to score here. 
it would probably take a turnover. Of course, you have Bo Nix, who, you know, now it's his third year. It seems like he's been there forever. I uh, <laughs> started as a freshman. So, you know, he, he's been a little erratic at times, but I think these are the type of games where SEC quarterbacks generally get to show their stuff. And uh, I expect to see Auburn have no problem here as well. How, Ron, you got another game for us? Yeah, the, the last one I'm looking at is uh, the over in the San Jose State USC game. I think Starkle's going to be able to have a successful game in the passing game. He did the last week against Southern Utah for San Jose State, four passing touchdowns, almost 400 passing yards. But I wasn't too convinced with the San Jose State defense, even against the lowly Southern Utah team. I think USC with Slovis at QB, uh, firepower offense, I think they're going to be able to put up uh, 40 points in this one. So the total set at 60. I think we soar over that total. Joe? Yeah, um, another one that I really wasn't big on betting today, but if I had to bet it, it'd be the over as well. I completely agree with you there with these two teams. For me, if I'm betting that one, I'm on San Jose State. We've seen, you know, this team with Starkle at QB really not back down from anybody, and uh, they have been super impressive, um, you know, last year. And uh, while I didn't like Starkle before he got to San Jose State, I certainly like him there. So, uh I think they have a chance to maybe put a little scare into an underachieving Trojans team. You know, USC generally, when we look at them traditionally, uh, they're really only good when they have a really, really good offensive line. And I don't think they have that. I mean, we know they're going to probably have NFL wide receivers, NFL running backs, and NFL quarterback. But uh, at the same time, I don't see that offensive line that it takes, you know, for them to dominate. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, with San Jose State in this game. Ron, anything else in another time slot that you want to talk about, or um, you know, just I figure we ha- we have to talk about it, even though I don't really have a official play on it. Is that Alabama Miami game? I know Mitch will be rooting for those Canes until the end, and uh, I'm I'm just to me I, I lean towards Alabama. It's a it's a boatload of points to lay with a definitely a competent offense. I like the Eric King at Miami. I think he's I think he's going to take the next step. He looked great at Houston. It was just you know a COVID-ridden year, and he got injured in that bowl game last year for uh, Miami. I do think we see both teams uh, score plenty of points. So if I were to lean one way, I would t- probably take the over. Um, like Mitch mentioned, you know, a new secondary. We'll see how it, how it goes for Alabama. But uh, definitely a play I'd rather watch or a game I'd rather watch than bet. But should be a good one. We've got plenty of great games, you know, Georgia-Clemson. And uh, I'll be at that FAU-Florida game later tonight as well. Shouldn't be too entertaining of a game. I hope it's not, because if it is, Florida's in trouble. But, um, yeah, tons of great games today. Joe, how about you? Yeah, see, I'm looking at the opposite for the total on this. I'm looking at the under 61. I'm looking at the Canes head coach, you know, Manny Diaz. He's such a strong defensive mindset coach. And then with Alabama, their defense is lights out. They um, they only allowed 19.4 points per game. And they're returning so much strength. I'm so I'm I'm looking for a lower scoring game. I see this one hitting about 58, 59. I've got Miami on the money line here, and that's just the way I bet. I'm not going to apologize for it. Everyone knows I bet big and I bet aggressively, and I, 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 I apologize to no one for anything unless it's something I need to apologize for. But I'm not going to apologize for taking Miami. They're my team. If they lose, I don't care if it's by one point. I'm not going to be happy about it. So I might as well go for the plus 761 that I got on this one with Miami. And if I, if I win, well, maybe I can put in another swimming pool. So we'll see what happens here. And, uh, you know, it's... So, I, Mitch, with my if Miami wins this, is it going to be a higher or low scoring game? Is this a 
passing game if Miami wins, or are they going to play tight defense? And I think, limit? I think, I think my, I think, I think it will have to be, um, you know, I think they'll have to keep Alabama below thirty points to win this game. Yeah, they will absolutely I have agree. to. And I think that bright, you know, thirty-one twenty-four, thirty-one twenty-eight, hold on for dear life type game, twenty-seven twenty-four. Uh, you know, I'll take a hold on for dear life. I think Miami has to get up early. I think if if the, if they go down big early, they're in trouble. They're not going to come back on this Alabama team because once you're down by more than 10, 10 points in in a football game your game plan goes out the window and then they know you're going to pass. And if, if Alabama knows you're going to get passed, your quarterback's going to get crushed. I, you know, I like De'Ara King. I was really hoping we were going to get to see Garcia. He was the number four recruited overall player in the country last year, you know, and he signed with Miami. Um, we're excited to have him, uh, you know, as our future quarterback and, and uh, you know, Van Dyke has also looked, you know, game ready in practice as well. So, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a chance that we might see one of those guys too. Miami has some great wide receivers, but it is going to come down to the defense and, and, you know, the Kane defense traditionally really strong, but we just lost two first round draft choices off of our defense. So always hard to replace that, you know, Alabama, of course, fully reloads. You know, I don't put a lot into the recruiting rankings. Miami ranked 12th in recruiting. You know, coming you know for last year, Alabama, of course, you know top five, you know every single year under Saban. But I think we're going to see a reemergence of Miami, and I think I, I think that you know we we'll be happy if if they keep us in the game, keep it competitive, and get us watching into the fourth quarter. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful, and like I said, I can't just take the points. It's not what I do. I have to you know <laughs> I have to go. I'm a fan in this game, and. It, I, normally people say, oh, you can't bet on your team. Yes, you can. I, I, I'm taking Miami on the money line here, plus seven, Absolutely. Six, and then when we look at it, you know, Alabama has lost their star quarterback. Mac Jones is gone. We have a new quarterback, Bryce Young, in here. So I'm not looking for Alabama to blow this one out. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, we hear it so often, but I think turnovers are going to be key, especially early especially early if if Miami can get the turnovers on Alabama get some field position you know we saw a, a game a few years ago where Miami had kind of a showcase game like this they played Notre Dame at Soldier Field in Chicago the first drive Miami drives the ball down the field they they're at about the 50 yard line they throw one into the end zone and Philip Dorsett hits him square in the hands and he drops it and they were never the same after that this time they're going to have to take advantage of every opportunity that they have you have you cannot i mean Against a team like Alabama, you cannot beat yourself. You have to make them beat you. And they certainly are capable of doing that to just about any team in the country, you know. But at the same time, you can't beat yourself, you know, because it will get ugly in a hurry. And, you know, I've been on the wrong side of those. I've been in the long, quiet car rides home. So, uh, you know. <laughs> that, that was ours last night. I thank God my son was on a bus. They, uh, they played the best team in the whole province. And I didn't realize this going in because we drove to a small town and it was brutal. They just got their asses handed to them, you guys. So been been there, done that, you know, been there, done that. So anyways, Ron, thanks for joining us. Of course, always, always uh, great to have Ron with us on the weekends. But uh, anyways, Joe, so far through the uh, early part of the day, through the afternoon, we got a full day of college football ahead of us. So, you know, Joe D'Amico started the show. 
that uh, he's yeah. going to the game tonight, Arizona and BYU. That one at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, which I'm going to guess is going to be a premier venue for for these big-time football games, college and pro. I'm sure there's going to be national championships and Super Bowls there, and it's going to be just a fantastic uh, place to do it. I know there's, like, there's logistical problems there with getting to the stadium. They'll figure it out. It's Vegas, you know. They, they, this, yeah. they're used to dealing with, with big amounts of people, but you know, it's, it is a great card and we do have a lot of big name teams here going today. And you know, the night portion of, of the card, you know, no different than that. So, you know, I, I'm really excited for it. Um, you know, wh- which are, which are the games that, is there a game there that Ron maybe left out in the middle area that, that you, okay. Uh, Texas Longhorns, right. At, right. Time zone. I'm looking at, I had it up on my phone, but I think Texas is in the afternoon. I don't think it's made the nighttime. Or has it? No, it's it's I think it's I think it's in the four o'clock. I think it's four o'clock Eastern yeah. that game. So you're good. Against I'm good. I'm allowed to talk about it. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that I'm looking at. I think this is gonna be a fun, fast paced game. I see lots of um scoring in this one. I'm looking at the over. Um, I didn't write it down, but I've got over, over, over written everywhere. Um, I'm liking what I see for both of these offenses. Uh, we've got Levi Lewis for Louisiana, and I love this kid. You know, his completion uh, percentage isn't as high as I thought it was watching him play. He's only at 59.6, but I really think the completions he makes are the ones that counts. So I'm looking for him to have an even better year this year. Um, and then it's the Longhorns. Like, I love the Longhorns. Seven and three last year. Um, they're really able to limit the other team's passing ability. So I think this is going to be an absolutely great game. I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be a great game as well. Of course, Louisiana 10 and one last season. And uh, yeah. you know, conference champions, they got over the hump finally. So uh I expect them to go in there to Texas and not be intimidated at all. There's two ways they can look at that. They can look at it as an opportunity or they can get intimidated. I think they're going to see it as an opportunity. Of course, we've seen Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach before, and he's been awful, you know, everywhere he's been as a head coach. So I never, I did not understand that the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, um, you know, they've been disappointed with their recent head coach hirings. They've hired assistant coaches primarily um, there, except last time out they hired Herman and uh, he was disappointing. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian, no success at Washington, no success at USC. And here he is at Texas where they're really craving a winner. So should be a very, very interesting game in that one. That one is on Fox at 4 p.m. And so fast-paced. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, this should be a good one. It should be a good one. So we'll bring in uh, Brian Bittler with us for the evening segment. So Brian got the best of it on me in the premium yesterday. He took uh, Virginia Tech. I like North Carolina in that one. And... I knew I was in trouble right out of the gate, you know, in that one, when I saw the first drive, I was pretty much, I was like, I was like, I'm done. And then I thought at the end of the game, this is when, you know, you're in trouble in in watching college football or regular football, where it's like, you're hoping that some way they get to that last touchdown, tie the game up. And then you win the toss in overtime. So you have to go for the touchdown and then you hold them, you know, it's like you're, you got the scenarios going on in your head is what it's going to take to cover. And I'm already thinking that at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So I knew I was, I knew I was a dead man, but Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Mitch? It's, it's been, it's well, it wasn't so good in the, uh, in, in that Virginia tech, North Carolina game, but we were all on Charlotte. So 
you know, it was a wash. I, I was fighting the temptation to send you a few turkeys, but I thought, no, no, Mitch is busy. I don't want to irritate him or get on his bad side. So, uh, and I was worried it would go to overtime and then Carolina would pull off that touchdown win and I'd get screwed. But I think overall the estimation estimating the um the crowd value in a game we didn't see that last season but that virginia tech crowd was absolutely insane last night and i think that really helped the Hokies. yeah lane stadium is just a very tough building it always has been and that just always will be they come out with that enter sandman the metallica you know and the place is going berserk so you know we saw it last night and uh the tar heels they just looked unprepared you know, for a Mac Brown team in that one. They just that looked defensively unprepared. And the offensive line, which, you know, was my strong point in that game in, in going with Carolina is that they returned as a unit. Eh, maybe it was Michael Carter and it wasn't the offensive line. So, uh, you know, tough tough to say. But uh, anyways, I, we've got I think that's a team to keep an eye out next week is Carolina for a bounce back. Absolutely. And we might make some good money betting against Virginia Tech in the future as well. Yep. But, uh Go to this late card of games, and once again, solid, solid games across the board here. Uh, you know, some big time games, a lot of uh, feature games really for for nighttime action. Generally, there's usually just one or two big feature games, but really tonight they hit us all the way. You know, I don't know. I know you guys on on the East Coast, they they they're expecting you guys to be up three o'clock in the morning plus. So, uh, what what do you like here, Brian? Well, I hope I'm not up to three o'clock in the morning plus because you normally around midnight. You know, I like to get into bed a little bit late for me after watching football all day. But the first game I had circled here is Georgia Clemson. Really couldn't get a spread winner, uh, but I really think this game, uh, the under 51 and a half Georgia and Clemson, really a playoff game right away in week one. And I think it'll play like a playoff game with a feeling out process in the first half both teams come in very solid on defense and we all know to start the season defense usually a little bit ahead of the offense here like i said i couldn't decide on the spread winner but i think it goes under the 51 and a half joe yeah if i'm looking at this it is the under but also i'm gonna take the bulldogs plus the points um i'm loving their heavy run offense i love their o-line i think they're so strong in those trenches um they're going to drain the clock. They're going to keep this game um, slow-paced, and I think they cover and win. I'd even take them on the money line. I I don't like their secondary, to be honest with the or the head coaching no. differential here. So I'm going to go the other way in this one. <laughs> I disagree. Not a game I'm betting at all. I have nothing on this game. So I know it's a I know it's a big one, but uh, certainly not. I just think they're I think they're better spots, and I think yep. you know. We, we know what happens. It's funny how the, the big showcase games are most of the time the games that I stay away from. Exactly. For some because so. these are the ones where, um, you know, the, the, the public gets involved. So a little tougher to read the action, you know. And I think, you know, when we see some of these games, we, we see some things on the field. And we don't know if this is true or not. But we see some things happen that, well, let's just say they like to keep the audience tuned in. Right. And yeah. so they do. It just seems that things happen and these second down holding calls and things of that nature um, to keep the game close. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just looking at Clemson. I'm seeing way too many new faces and I'm not, you know, people are going to bet it because it's Clemson. I think it's going to be the public opinion um, taking Clemson. And I just 
I'm going to go against it. Well, I'm an ACC guy, so I can't help myself. And that's really part of the problem here. But we see 53. Okay, I don't like Clemson. So. Well, Rod's on the Clemson bandwagon. He wears the Clemson. (laughs) But so. I, I, for me, it's a, a, ACC versus SEC. I always, as a fan, I go ACC because that's where my team is. And SEC, I don't like because they wouldn't let us in because they knew we would slaughter them all. And they, they didn't want us to, to, to do that. But 53% of the bets here on Clemson, 76% of the money in a very small sample that we're looking at. But, um, you know, certainly a lot of action. I expect this to change. The line opened at three and a half, and we're seeing the inverse line movement down in that two and a half to three range, which is what Brian really always likes. Yeah, I think I'm going to root for Georgia in this one. I just don't, I'm not, a, I don't like Clemson. But yeah, I like think it's well, just a rooting board. I think you have some interesting angles here. Number one, Kirby Smart has never gotten to the top of the mountain, right, as, as a head coach. Dabo's been there twice. He beat Alabama in the national championship twice, you know, so he's been there, he's done that. Um, he's done it with different quarterbacks. He's done it with different groups of players. Yeah, this is a different quarterback than, than Lawrence, but we saw this guy last year, and he went to Notre Dame, threw for 439 yards, which is the most yards ever thrown against a Notre Dame team. And this is a team that's been playing forever, right? It, it, the most yards ever thrown against them. And, and we've seen them shellacked before, too. So, um you know, we have to believe that he knows what he's doing. We saw some deficiencies in the Clemson defense exposed in that Ohio State playoff game. So when they played against the heavy hitters, and it was against the run. It was Sermon that ran all over him in Georgia. We know it's stacked at running back always. So this is going to be a good game, but maybe one that maybe I put a halftime bet on. I'm going to see how this one plays out because I think when you have – so Clemson in the middle of their defense, Skalski is – he's not like – you know, he's not like Ray Lewis, a sideline, sideline, you know, linebacker that's just going to clean house. But he is one of those guys that just has a nose for the football. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he can stop that Georgia running game. Absolutely. So plus 150 for anyone who can um, pronounce DJ's last name, the not, quarterback for Clemson. Not me. I don't even try. <laughs> He's just gonna be DJ for me. For me too. I, we try with some of the other with some of the other names, but I think this one I'm gonna leave leave uh, <laughs> leave for the guys on TV who you know probably are rehearsing it uh, as we speak. Absolutely, Brian, Brian. Where are we going next? I tell you what, this is my Ron Romanelli game. I'm like in Florida Atlantic plus the points against Florida uh, here on Saturday. Just missed my list of premium plays here. I think this is a circle game for the Owls. Uh, Mr. Super Bowl basically winning. They had a winning season last year uh, for them, and I think they show improvement this season as well. Florida just wants to get through the next two weeks healthy, in my opinion, because they got Alabama coming up. So I think this is a 21-point win at best for Florida. So I'm going to take the points with Florida Atlantic. Joe? Yeah, I agree with you. That's way too many points. I've got plus uh... – 23 and a half on my book. Yeah, I don't like Florida laying 23 and a half. I'm going to take Florida Atlantic for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on, on FAU as well. I This was a borderline premium pick for me. Um, I, I thought about going there with a premium, but then I, I've seen a lot of these Florida openers too, and it's like I've seen them roll teams in these in these opening, in these opening weeks. So um, I think Florida Atlantic, a little bit different story. We've seen them rolled in week one, too, playing against the big boys when they went to Oklahoma a couple of years ago in the Devin Singletary team. But, you know, last year, Florida Atlantic at quarterback really had problems, you know, and they put in Posey, and he was good, and it was like you saw the talent there, and it was kind of like, eh. 
but he's too inconsistent. And then, you know, at running back, Ford comes over from South Florida. He was South Florida's best player, and we saw South Florida get, you know, mowed down by NC State without him. Um, he He's now at, at FAU, and uh, I expect FAU to be pretty tough here. Nikozi Perry takes over at quarterback. Of course, he was a Miami recruit. He was the number three recruited quarterback in his class uh, as a dual-threat quarterback a few years ago. He played plenty at Miami. He just never really kind of got it over the hump and got over the system. I think also he didn't throw the ball down the field effectively for the Canes fans. You know, so it's like once you're – Miami fans are used to that pocket passer, and it's like it's okay if you're the athletic guy, the dual threat quarterback, but you got to be able to throw the ball 60, 70 yards if you're going to do Absolutely. that, and he didn't do it. So I think that he'll be able to mix it up, but we know Dan Mullen, you know, he is, he is one of the coaches that I really hate the most. Um, I always say that this guy gets so much credit but has accomplished nothing as a head coach. Six and five teams at Mississippi State, six and six, and it would be like any of Dak Prescott and, uh, you know, and, and company there when he, when he had it. And, of course, you know, he was the coordinator at Florida when they won a national championship. But, you know, so was Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama, and so was, you know, so have many other guys been coordinators that never went on to really do much as a head coach. So I think, you know, as good as – as good as Mullen's record has been at Florida, I think that LSU game last year is still sitting in the uh, sitting in the heads of those Florida fans. I, I, it's going to be tough for them to forgive him. Be interesting to see if he tries to come out and make a statement with his new quarterback, Brian. Now with my third game, you ready for it? Yeah. I'm going to take the UTSA Roadrunners here plus the points against Illinois. It's a strong lean. Uh, but, uh, you know, we get an Illinois team high off that opening conference win against Nebraska. And this Illinois team just flat out isn't a good team. Uh, Roadrunners six and one against the spread last seven on the road as a dog and uh, six and one against the spread last seven versus a team with a winning record. I just think uh, UTSA gets up to this game big time. And I think Illinois a little bit of a letdown. Are you taking the money line or plus the points? Just plus the points. How about you, Joe? This is one I would take them plus the points if it was a touchdown, but close to that touchdown, I don't like it at four and a half. Yeah, we've seen this line drop uh, pretty pretty sharply. It was close to a touchdown at six and a half. Yeah. It's been bet down to four and a half, so it is a different game at this point. But we are seeing sixty five percent of the bets on Illinois, thirty percent of the money. It was twenty nine as I started that sentence. It just yeah. flipped to thirty, so some some money coming in here on Illinois as well at this four and a half number. Eh, probably a pass for me, but if anything, a lean to Illinois as well. I I like Illinois because as much as you know, as much as as uh, you know, Brian will say that they're getting notoriety for the win over Nebraska. Illinois is still an under the radar Big Ten team, and they are a Big Ten team. And we know we saw it last week that if Lovey Smith was the last head coach there, well, their defense is is going to be pretty tough. And I don't know if UTSA has the size to go with them. Yeah, I think overall, FAU is my favorite of my three that I gave out. So, so that's all. That's what you're going with the late games. Those three. Do you, is there any other games at any other time slot that the, that you're looking at? Yeah, just to be argumentative, I, I disagree with Rod. I like Iowa minus the points against Indiana. I think this line's at four for a reason. Everybody expects Indiana to be, a, you know, I don't know if you call it a surprise team in the Big Ten, but there's a reason they're laying over over that field goal number here. So I'll lay it with Iowa. And I think Temple plus the 14 and a half against Rutgers. I just think Rutgers here just looks like a trap game. Uh, betters are going to be going all over Rutgers. I still have 14 and a half, so – 
to me, it's just a strong lean. I'm going to take Temple plus the points. And I think Miami, I think, uh, keeps it competitive with Alabama. I think the way to go to that one is not bet the money line. Take the points. Cash your ticket. Uh, Hurricanes play a good game, but I don't see them winning. Um, I'm 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 money lining that one. I'm against you on on the other ones. Well, but, you know uh, me. I play it. I'm Mister Play it. And that's fine. I I agree with you on that on that action on Iowa. That it is a little bit of a surprising line. I don't think I don't see how Indiana is a surprise team with Penix coming back a quarterback in the season that they had a year ago. I mean they yeah. they pretty much had the game against Ohio State, and if they win that, they went to the Big Ten championship game. So they were right. They were knocking on the door last year. But we are seeing it most seems like a line. It's mostly it's three like a and a half in that game, people. though. We're not seeing fours. We're, I, there's maybe yeah. one four out there. I, it opened four and a half. It's now three and a half. I see some 108 on the VIGs out there, but I also see 115s. So there is a mixed opinion there. But I, I do think that the line looks a little funny. But generally, the overall line, the most popular, is minus three and a half at minus 104 on the VIGs. So still coming down you- a little bit. What do you guys think on buying the hook so it doesn't so you get the push at least if it hits three? I'm not a, usually a hook buyer, but I think in that type yeah. of game, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think yeah, it's when a I'm probably betting a good idea in this game, one. I'd, yeah, I'd like to buy it down to minus three. I can't do that on my picks, but as far as betting the play, I would buy it down to three. Yeah, if, yeah I like that as if well. If you're on that side of it. Um, nothing worse. Than, we've yeah. seen a lot of games and I stress this in my videos. I think Joe and I will probably do some videos on this and, you know, I'll continue to say it all season long. I have like my sayings that I say all season long and, you know, in, in just about every sport, I beat them into the ground so much that people stop listening to them. But, you know, in baseball, it's always, you know, the best, very best teams lose 60 times a year. And, uh, you know, for, for football, um, both NFL and college, you got to get the best line. You have to get it. If there's five books and there's three different lines, you have to get the best line. We've seen it already. It's like there's, we've seen it, you know, we saw it in the Boise game. We saw it in the uh, Ohio State game. And we will continue to see it all season long. It's not like, oh, well, that just happened there. It's, it, it is the difference between winning and losing. It, it is. Absolutely. If you, if you bet five games, you push on one of those. Well, you had a losing day with the VIG. You know, if, if you instead, you know, you could be a big winner. Of course, it depends how much you're betting, too. But on each game, if you're going across the board, people always ask me, you know, how, how do you bet the games? How do you do it? And, you know, whatever. And so with football, the way that I generally do it is I have my games. I kind of bet all of them. Then I go through the games again. And the ones that I like even more, I bet again. I don't care if the line's moved or it hasn't moved. I'll take the better line, you know, if it's if the line's moving against against me, I'll, I, I'm just as happy to lay less points or to take more points. I have no problem with it. my handicapping. I stick with it. And uh, the only time I really look at the money movement is if something looks extremely odd, you know, where it's just extremely odd and it's like, wow, how is this team only favored by, you know, how is this team getting four points? How is this team only favored by 37? You know, something like that. But anyways, Brian, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, of course, every day with me, Brian Bittler, um, for quite some time. Yeah, I now, think so. the I think the public is going to get crushed today, but maybe I think that every week. But I think <laughs> this card looks pretty good. I think I think the the beauty of working with Brian for all this time is that 
when he says, I think the public's going to get crushed, it's, it's not really that he thinks the public's going to get crushed. He hopes the public gets crushed. <laughs> it's kind of like, I hope the that could be. It's like, he, you know, the, the curmudgeon in him. But yeah, thanks, Brian. Of course, Brian will be with us for the premium and VIP picks, which we're going to do right after the show. So the, using this format, thanks, Brian. We'll see you in a little bit You're for welcome. the premium VIP. And of course, every day here on Pick Dogs. But let's go back. And so, Joe, first time through the uh, schedule with us here. I think yeah, it, it was went, a lot of fun. It went, it went a lot smoother than I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be a little choppy. We didn't have the uh, tech issues. Of course, uh, you did it without the uh, your big-time production gear, which it's, who cares? It's like giving out winners. Which I've got, I've got boxes and boxes and boxes to open, so we'll see after the show what I can get set up. That'll be awesome. But um, any games that we didn't go over here that um, – that you really yeah. are looking at. Yeah, Kent, Kent State versus Texas A&M. Um, I'm liking this one. Another over I'm looking at. I think the books are going to really adjust next week after seeing high-scoring games this. Um, over 67 and a half is what I got this morning. I'm looking at Kent State and their quarterback, Dustin Crum. He is lights out gunslinger a 73.5 percent completion rate um yet their d does struggle especially against the run and i'm looking at this texas am team one of the best teams out there i think they are going to put up the points they're one of the best defenses they've just got everything but i think kent state will get this um game to an over with dustin crum leading at quarterback to me, this is one of the more interesting matchups out there. And, you know, we don't rehearse or go over games or anything like that. And that's why we end up disagreeing and all that other fun stuff. And it kind of keeps it real. You know, it makes our show yeah. a little different than, you know, than some of the other shows that I don't watch. So I'm just going to guess it's different than their shows. I don't even watch their stuff. Joe knows it, it pains me that, you know, even when I was trying to, you know, looking at different people to bring on the show, I even told her it, it pains me to even give the other guys a click. But, uh, you know, to, to even see, you know, who, who else is out there. But, um, you know, in this game, Kent State, probably a contender to win the MAC this year. I mean, they're, they're tough as nails and well-coached team. I'm going to guess that their head coach, this is his last year at Kent State. You know, he's going Power 5 conference. You know, if there's a lousy team, Syracuse or something, right, that's lousy, looking for a head coach, I think this is where they're going to go. Um, he's done a great job there at Kent State. But like you said, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, this guy recruits like no one's business. And, you know, new quarterback. So I think they might have a little bit of issues there, but they also have Spiller, that running back. That, oh, man, this guy is lights. If you've not seen Spiller, if you forget Spiller from last year, all you got to do is go back and look at that Florida game when he carved him up like a turkey. So um, this should be a good one in College Station. Yeah. Anything else yeah. on the board for you here? No, just – saying Spiller's name got me all excited. I forgot <laughs> this kid. Like, it's like he's got a bubble wrapped around him, and he it's just moves like no one can touch him. It's, I can't wait to watch It's unbelievable. Him. He has power, yeah. too. You know, he has power, yes. too. So it's like he yeah. is a great back. And I thought, like, if he went to the NFL this year, he would have been my under-the-radar guy. And, we'll, of course, we'll get into NFL next week and during – of course, over the course of the entire week. But, you know, Michael Carter was is my guy this year in the NFL for the Jets who drafted, you know, my non, you know, first-round draft choice guy. You know, so I always have a couple of those. Michael Carter is kind of my guy this year that I've been pumping up, you know, from North Carolina. But it, it had Spiller gone, it would have probably been him if he didn't go in the first round. But anyways, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Joe, um, for practice for first time through, I thought it went pretty well. Um, we appreciate everybody that joins us every day, every just once a week, just 
during for college football or you know NFL, whatever. We appreciate each and every one of you. We have premium picks, certainly not mandatory, whatever. It's for those people that want them, you know. And um, if, uh, of course, we have YouTube premium and uh, VIP. And we're going to see lots of new programs and uh, different things featuring all of our cappers and, of course, especially Joe Madden, who we're totally stoked to have here. But thanks, everyone, for joining us. Let's make it a winning day. I'm going to try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow. (laughs) Good luck.